Welcome to Six Degrees Within YGK, a podcast where we get everyone within the YGK area where we talk about health, fitness, and overall balance of life. I'm your host, Bob Payne, owner of CrossFit Limestone and Limestone Athletics. Awesome. Hey, John, thanks for jumping on and doing this with me, man. Oh, thank you, Bob. I super appreciate you uh, thinking of me and getting me the opportunity. Yeah, so it's been, well, we kind of talked here and there during the last couple months, even a year or two since COVID hit. So it's good to finally catch up and see what you're doing nowadays. Well, um, not in Canada anymore. I have decided to uh, take my residency and move it. And uh, a lot of factors at play, but uh, I would just say, you know, a, a change of environment was important for me uh, and Michelle. So that's kind of like one of the main things. And when we talk about environment, there's, there's a lot of environments that are out there. Um, but, you know, I would say that noise that we, can, we typically would have in our day-to-day lives is a lot less in Mexico. And that's where we decided to hang our heads. Okay, no, okay, we're going to get into that. But first, let's get into how we know each other and kind of like what got you there and like what you're doing. Because we first met before my brother's wedding, my brother Bill, because when he was in living Collingwood, I think the first mm-hmm. time was at his bachelor where you just phone, you phoned Bill up and he goes, okay, what's the plan here? Bill just passed me the phone. And you're like, all right, let's meet at this one bar. So we will, and that's where we first met was during our bachelor party. It's in Collingwood, so it wasn't like the typical crazy downtown Toronto or anything, but and since then, we just kind of kept in contact. And I knew Michelle before you, Michelle, your wife there, mm-hmm. uh, for anyone listening. So, yeah, I met her because she was training across the industry at the time, too. So, yeah, we known each other. I guess that would almost be 10. That's got to be about 10 years since. It, it is 10 years. It is 10 years. And, um, yeah, it was – well, first of all, we had a great time that night. And I'll never forget it. I had an amazing – time at your brother's festival party. I also then attended uh, his wedding, which was spectacular. Um, and I highly, I highly regard um, not only uh, him and Sarah, but the rest of your family. I've met your parents. I've met your other brothers. And um, I know what you guys are all about. So, I, yeah, I just want to say that, you know, our, our friendship has spanned over a long period of time. And although sometimes months have gone by, we seem to always still connect. We were connecting probably more in person, uh, you know, back, you know, prior to two years ago when things were different. But yeah, we always still seem to connect and use each other. Uh, I, I felt like I was always open to ask you anything. And I know Michelle feels the same way. So super appreciate that, um, you know, you've always been there and generous with your time with us. Oh, same with you. And and because I know, well, we worked with each other a couple of times. Because even during that, um, when you got involved in those competitions there, the we what was it, Leave, We Live? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you even did Blue Mountain. Like, you've had your hands in a couple of different businesses since I met you. And I know you were in a couple other ones before I met you, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's hear a little bit it's, about that. Well, the, you know, anytime I'm, whenever you're doing something, you always have to ask yourself, what can you produce today? I think that's important to wake up and have that ideology moving forward. Um, and then I always looked around at what other people were doing 
And I saw them having success. I saw them having happiness, saw them having fulfillment. And I said, well, I'm, if that person can do it, I'm, I'm, I believe I can do it as well. And so with the Adventure Race Company, the Obstacle Adventure Race Company, we went and participated at an event, loved the vibe, and knew that uh, it would really do well for Collingwood. And we had to approach the mountain, with build a business plan, and lo and behold, we were able to operate this Obstacle Adventure Race for five and a half years. And it was an amazing event. And, um, I, I have zero, zero regrets, regrets going down that path. And then I feel like it's always in my nature to uh, do events or offer things or opportunities for other people to participate. And uh, I got connected with a couple of really smart boys uh, with the WeLift uh, organization. And we took the uh, event from what I would call sort of very grassroots and ran uh, basically a competition that had uh, 10 different dates with our throughout the year uh, as far as qualifiers and our finals. Uh, we had our finals one year at Camp Fit Pro and uh, following there that year. I remember being there and seeing you guys. Yeah, the other, the other year at um, the um, convention center. Uh, the pros, the Toronto Pro Super Show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, you know, I've always, uh, always wanted to jump and try, right? I, I, I never, like, never ever did I look and know 100% the outcome was going to be for a business venture. But if I was passionate about CrossFit, if I was passionate about fitness and venture racing, then I wanted to immerse myself completely, kind of do the research and just figure out what we can do to supply a need for the community, really, is what it was. Yeah, because um, during that whole time, too, you guys, well, you guys had the CrossFit gym, Mosimo, CrossFit Mosimo, right? Yes. Like, are you, because you, you guys still own that, right? Or have you? Yes, yes. So we have been a CrossFit affiliate now for close to a decade. And the gym is still running. And uh, despite or although we are planning to move, we have some amazing, uh, an amazing management team there that is keeping our uh, business uh, thriving. And so that is super important, right? Um, connecting with the right people and integrating uh, them with what you're also doing and taking them with you uh, on whatever your journey is and allowing them the opportunity to thrive and be successful as well. So. You know, all of these things kind of work as a catalyst to each other, synergistically with each other. Yeah, we're we're happy. Uh, we, you know, I would not trade the path any of the paths that we've taken so far. Now we are here in Mexico. Um, we have a CrossFit gym in town, and we're really good friends with the owner. Uh, have high regards with him as we do all you know CrossFit owners in general. And, um, you know, when we drive by or walk by, he yells out, hey, coaches, and he coaches. So there's no doubt in my mind that Michelle is going to be coaching there as well. <laughs> yeah, I can see that, yeah. So, yeah, we, we really we love the CrossFit community because uh, just the camaraderie, the, the support system. And so these are, the, these are the type of things that we look for in our life moving forward with anything that we want to sort of achieve or partake in. Um. Even with your CrossFit gym during the lockdowns, because you guys even got it and moved it from Collingwood to Wasega Beach. Like yes. during a time when everyone's like, I don't know if gyms are going to thrive. You guys moved yours. 
and everything seems to be rocking now. Yeah. So, you know, the, um, you know, when you have time to yourself, the first thing you should be asking when you don't have a day-to-day nine to five or whatever your six to nine grind is, uh, you should be asking yourself, how can I improve? So how can I improve what I'm doing now? Uh, uh, personally, how can I improve my business? How can I improve my relationships? Uh, how can I improve my way of life? And so ultimately, uh, what we understood that was going to serve our community best is to create an environment whereby uh, it wasn't, we weren't trying to be the biggest guys on the block anymore. We were uh, all about providing a service and a personal service. That's it. So our venue size has changed but I can tell you the proximity to features that we never had before make the vibe that much more appealing. So just to give you an idea, we're 200 meters off of the shoreline of the Sega Beach, our new gym location. So now there's an opportunity to run workouts and watts utilizing the shores of Georgian Bay, the sand, the provincial park. Uh, now you're not hiking in, a, in a, an industrial area, but you're hiking through a provincial park or doing your 800 uh, uh, meter or your, you know, two mile. You're not, you're not, it's just a different vibe, a different environment. And I feel like the membership has, is the, the, are the ones that are benefiting the most because it's taken and allowed a new element to what they were already, what they already enjoyed. Yeah, that sounds similar to like kind of the lifestyle that you guys would be down there, like Mexico there, with being right by the beach in the summertime, doing workouts, shirts off, because that would be a great time. Yeah, and I think, you know, we in Canada, we, we would love better weather, weather you know, uh, longer. Um, and, and it's just the nature of where we live. And so you, we do the best that we can. I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people argue that it makes a heartier human being if you can manage the winters. Um, just for myself and Michelle, I just know as a, um, you know, I'm not even going to say athlete, but I, I, I want to say that when I'm training in heat, it is completely tra- different than training in the cold. One of the biggest catalysts for us to be down here is that I know now coming up in the next couple of months, if I'm in Ontario, I'm getting out, you know, 5am, 6am shoveling off my vehicle, I'm getting into a freezing cold vehicle, I'm frozen, and I'm 53 now, Bob. And so my warm-up is, it takes time. It's not, you know, a five-minute row anymore. I almost need to put in 20 to 30 minutes of warm-up in order for my joints uh, and muscles to feel good before I start to put it under load. Here, like I went to the gym this morning, I walked straight in, we set up a bar and just started warming up through deadlift. There was no spinning. No, you, you're already warm. Your metabolism is jacked here in the seat. It's 30 degrees. So by the time I walk to the gym, I'm already sweating. By the time I get in, I already know my metabolism's ready. And that's years of listening to my body, what it needs uh, for warm up. But it's, it's just that type of environment that I feel like I do better with. Yeah. Well, like coaching in the summertime, warm ups are way shorter at our gym and like you only need like five minutes like you just don't even need to hit the five minute spin on the rowers whatever skipping run really just do some like yoga push-ups the shoulders are warmed up already right and then in the winter time it's like okay we gotta spend like an extra five to seven minutes in a per class just 
getting the heart rate up, get the joints moving, especially that 6 a.m. class when they come in there. So I totally get everything what you're saying on that, right? Yeah. And you've been a coach for a long time now, Bob, and you, I, I, I've been to your gym as a participant. And um, I know the care and quality of service that you guys offer. And your number one focus is the safety and the concern for your members. And I super appreciated that from you guys. Um, and, you know, anytime you go to another box, you always hope to take something back uh, from anywhere that you travel and visit. But I can tell you yours is like limestone is one of the very um, special places to both Michelle and I, uh, not only for the events that we have been able to participate in and hold there, but also just for the sheer community that you have there to come in and participate. No, oh, I appreciate the kind words there. Now, going back to one of the things you mentioned earlier, you said you're always trying to improve um, like on your business, on your lifestyle, and personally. Like, what are some ways that over the time that you've been trying to improve personally? Like, what are some measures or books or anything that you did that you can always recommend to other people? Be like, man, once I started doing this, life started to get a lot better or clearer. Yeah. You know, um, we talked about community. And so about five years ago, I got involved with another community. It's a supplement company. Um, and so in my mind, the supplement is part A. The other thing, because it is a network marketing company, part B is personal growth. So they spend a lot of time, energy, and effort putting on events for people to attend to elevate their personal growth, to find confidence in themselves. And I feel like if you asked me six years ago, John, what have you read lately? I would have said uh, car and driver. Um, you know, I really wouldn't have been able to give you an answer with any substance. Um, we have now, I would say, one of the biggest libraries of personal growth, uh, hardcover book, like book collections ever. And, um, you know, as a new, you, Michelle. Yeah. Like we, we just, we, we bought everything in the last five years to like, you know, um, high performance habits, um, you know, like just even some that are just designed for women. Uh, Naomi Whittle, Glow 15. Like I took tidbits out of that book because as a guy, I'm also coaching women. And it was important for me to understand that, hey, sometimes we forget that every decade a woman is going to go through a complete change of hormones and what would have worked for them two years ago is not going to work the next two years. So we now have to kind of sit down and refigure out what they need as clients. So Listen, it's just all of these. Um, so it's not just about self-help, but also about fitness and nutrition, right? The four-hour body, anything from Tim Ferriss. Um, you know, it was it was uh, Tools of Titans that I was reading at the time that introduced me to the supplement company that I was uh, Yeah, you and I, we talked about that when we first started talking about the ketones. And, <sighs> and so, and I thought... You know, this stuff is kind of, you know, kind of focus focus. I thought it was only uh, sort of athlete availability uh, or to the elite. It wasn't available to the general population. But lo and behold, it was. And this company now has 13 patents and has done an amazing job, uh, not only growing here in North America, uh, but also worldwide. They're in 30 now countries. And the, the only thing I can tell you just on this very short note, when we talk about supplementation, I take protein every day. I take uh, fish oil. I take multivitamins. 
I have no way of testing that they work. Uh, with this particular product, I can prick my finger, test, test my blood, show zero ketones, drink it, wait four to six hours, prick my finger, and show an elevation somewhere between 0.9 and 1.6 millimoles every time. To me, that is merit. And um, I've, I've stopped drinking since. I mean, this is what I'm drinking out of the shaker right now, two a day. So, and, and everyone has their own thing. Everyone has their own routine and regimen. I think routines and regimens are good. And no matter what, you find something, whether it is the way you cycle your food, uh, the, uh, the type of food you're eating, when you're eating, I think you need to test everything. Because what's going to work for me is may not work for you, Bob, may not work uh, for your wife and may not work for my wife. So, you know, we're, all, we're, we're, we're testing ourselves forever to try and optimize everything, our mood, our focus, our energy, for sure, our sleep, and obviously our output and recovery, right? And that's it. That's, that's what being humans is all about is trying to optimize yourself. Yeah, for sure. And especially with like when it comes down to nutrition, fitness. Well, I always say everyone should be doing self audits on the way they eat. Everyone should be switching up their fitness routines, kind of seeing what works best for them. Cause like, I'll be the first to admit it. CrossFit's amazing. I love everything about it. I think it's most rounded, but it might not be for everyone. Cause not everyone's into like the heavy breathing. Some people just want to do that long, slow cardio. Some other people just want to go lift heavy weights and never have their heart rate go above hundred beats. Right. Um, but you will never know what you like how you can improve unless you go out there and try those things. And going back to your earlier philosophy, like when you see something, you want to try it, you want to see if you can do it. And that just kind of goes all entails like into your whole lifestyle perspective there. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's it. It's just, um, you know, the, the one thing that really appealed to me, and this is the way I talk about CrossFit is time management. So a lot of times people uh, want to do something but they'll tell you they don't have the time. And, I'll, and, and we're going back. Look, I know with CrossFit, it's an hour that you're going to carve out of your day. You're already going to commit to it already ahead of time, a couple of days earlier. You know where you're going. And when you get there, you won't need to think about what you're doing. It's all laid out for you on the board. And so to me, my whole life, if when we talk about, you know, what would I, what's a perfect Sunday for me? Perfect Sunday for me is, you know, probably... Uh, getting some training in the morning and then Sunday spending an hour prepping what's going to happen, not only for the week in my personal and business life, but prepping food ultimately for the first three, four days, right? And if anybody does that uh, consistently for six months, they're going to see an improvement in their life. They're going to see an output that they never, ever thought they could imagine accomplished. Because, um, when we go in and, and to CrossFit, going back to CrossFit, if someone's doing the thinking for you, then you're not walking around a conventional gym, spinning your tires, figuring out what you're going to do. You can walk into a regular gym, spend two hours, and still not really get a good workout because there's no structure, right? There's nothing that's been laid out as far as a plan. So going back to Sunday, like planning is huge for us in our lives for Michelle and I, right? You, you take your Sundays to plan what you're going to do for the week. And now... There's never, uh, there's never wasted time in your week. It's all, it's all structured. And it works for some people. Don't get me wrong. And there's always a, a wrench that life is going to throw in front of you where you're going to have to problem solve on the spot. Uh, that's life. And, you know, as much as, you know, anybody who does see what we do on social media, Michelle and I, 
Listen, our life is far from perfect. I can tell you that. It's we have the same struggles and our families have the same struggles as everybody else. The only thing is, is how you show up for those struggles is going to dictate what the result or how fast the problem solving of the result is going to um, come for you, right? Oh, 100% because it's the mindset of how you accept these challenges. Because no matter what, we're all, shit's going to happen. Like yeah. things in your business, there's going to be more oh, yes. ups. There's going to be more, more shittier days. Like you get knocked with these big payments you got to make and you didn't see these coming. Like that's just part of life, right? It's the ebbs and flows. But again, when it comes down to deal with these, it's like, okay, well, it's part of it. Let's rationalize it. This is how we're going to have to do it versus letting your emotions get like so jacked up and then you're seeing red and then you don't know what to do, right? I hear you. I hear you. That's, I feel like for a lot of people, if they understand that um, their um, decision-making, if based on emotions, is going to be lead to more of their downfall than trying to remain calm, step outside of the situation, take a look at it from all perspectives. If there's only two or three perspectives, because it really comes down to there's, there's um, you know, a battle or a negotiation going on, but try and see all perspectives. I think then you're going to come back into yourself with maybe a little bit uh, cooler, uh, clearer thought process on what needs to be done. You know, I don't know how many times, you know, we think that, not really happen, but someone has suggested this is going to happen. We think the worst. And so, you know, it comes down to look at, you know, don't, uh, you know, you know, don't anticipate something that's going to happen until it really happens. Right. So don't get, there's no reason to get worked up because a lot of times things never, ever amount to anything. Right. And what we're anxious about really is not going to transform into anything at all. No. And like, a lot of times, yeah, our emotions just get jacked up on these false ideas that's going to happen. And something that I've had to teach myself, especially in the last couple of years, is more to try and look at it from the other person's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're ever going to like a conflict with someone, like where you're just not agreeing, I always try and look at why aren't they agreeing? Why, what are they coming from? Why are they trying to gain as they advantage? When you start doing things like that, I just find you don't get as heated and you're like, okay, you understand what they're coming from. And then it's easier to come to a conclusion. Right. 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 Totally. No, that's awesome. So going down to Mexico, what are you doing down there now? So what's keeping you busy down there? So, uh, you know, I thought I was going to come here and just take it easy. <laughs> do too much. Maybe focus on, you know, still supporting the gym. Uh, thought about still obviously building now, another team for prove it, uh, in the, in the, uh, uh, the ketone supplement industry, um, because prove it is available here now in Mexico as well. Um, but you know, I got connected with a bunch of people down here and they said, you know, John, we really love to have you on board selling real estate. We believe you have, uh, you know, pretty, uh, outgoing personality and, you know, you may know people and, um, yeah, I'm now here. I am uh, selling real estate here in Puerto Escondido and the state of Oaxaca for Bayside. So I'm super, super excited for the opportunity. Um, you know, I, I I promised that I wasn't going to do 40 hour or 60 hour work weeks ever again, but 
it, you know, it's like anything, Bob, if you're passionate about it, it never really feels like work. And if you're having fun doing something, I think that's a, excuse me, a huge component. It's never going to feel like you're grinding, right? It's going to feel like you're, you're having fun with people and that's it. And if you're helping other people, that's the other catalyst that I, you know, I recommend to anybody. If you're helping someone and you see them fulfilling their goals and dreams, uh, that comes back to, to you tenfold, right? So. Oh, that's awesome. No, Porus King, you know, I've only been there once. It's a beautiful spot with the, it's internationally known for its surfing, right? With the big tunnel waves. Because I spent more time, because down, I was living down in Oaxaca, down in uh, Miawatlan. I can't see you ever going there unless you kind of get stuck at a, your truck gets stuck there. There's not much okay. of a tourist spot, but I loved going down to Mazente. Mazente was always my beach and that's about within an hour down the road from you, right? It is, it is. And it's beautiful there. Um, I know standing in Mazente, you would never guess, you could be a hundred places in the world, but you could be in, standing in Mazunte, you could feel like you're in Thailand, feel like you're in Fiji. You can feel like you're in New Zealand. It is very, very uh, it's a spectacular beach with a lot of uh, beautiful, cool uh, rock and scenic features. Uh, the coastline is spectacular. A lot of people don't realize that here on this coast, the mountains actually come down and meet the ocean. So it's not flat. You can look out and see a beautiful sunset uh, because the sunsets here in the Pacific uh, look behind you and see a spectacular mountain line, mountain sort of uh, silhouette. And so it is It is quite a special place. And um, the, the weather's always beautiful. Uh, there's no hurricanes, there's no seaweed. The average mean temperature of the ocean is somewhere between 75 and 85 yearly. So it has a lot of things. We probably have, um, you know, in Puerto Escondido alone, the, more, the most restaurants per capita for a town in probably all of Mexico um, and everything's within walking distance. So, you know, if you're young and you, you want to stay young, uh, it has a great sort of what I would call hip pride. And, I, you know, I reach out to people who are in my, in our demographic, but even my demographic and above, there's nothing that's going to make you live longer than surrounding yourself with a bunch of young, good-looking people who are active and in the fitness because it's, it's going to keep you young and active and fit as well. Oh, for sure. And especially the Mexican way of life is pretty laid back because when I was down in uh, Mazunte there, like I never stayed at a hotel there. I'll go find this local family. We were right there mm -hmm. on the beach. And they had like a little restaurant right there on the beach side and I would just pay them. I think it was like 10 pesos a day kind of let me camp on the beach there and I could use their shower. And yeah. that's the thing. And you literally just can sleep on the beach. Now there's not too many spots in Mexico that you can do that, but so. Yeah, it is super, super. Um, uh, there's a lot of things are the same price, but on the whole, everything is less expensive. Insurance is less, less expensive. Uh, groceries are typically less expensive. Um, your cost of living is reduced by about 15 to 20%. So when we're talking about uh, the beginning at the onset, living in Ontario versus living in Puerto Escondido. In all reality, I feel like in order to live somewhat comfortably in Ontario, and if you're, you know, with a partner, you are probably needing to generate somewhere around 150 K 
in annual income in order to have a certain level of comfort. I believe in Puerto Escondido between a couple, you probably only need to generate around 60K to live the same lifestyle. So the pressure to succeed and to earn is already diminished and off the table. So you can think of why people are having health issues. Why can't they sleep? Well, it's the anxiety, day-to-day anxiety from having so much built-in pressure on surviving. And when you come here and you see, first of all, what people are willing to accept uh, for a way of life and why we had such a high standard back home and what was it serving? It wasn't really serving anybody except, well, the, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to point fingers at anybody, but it serves only a few amount of people. Whereas if you come here, you meet people, you become friends, you build relationships, and it's not based on any status at all. It's not what they're driving, where they live. It's just everybody here is just genuine. They greet you and they, they don't care where you're from, who you are, where you live. It's just that type of genuine care for each other. So it is a spectacular place to live on. Like I said, I'm truly grateful that we're here. You think you're ever going to spend some time up in Canada in the summer times or? Um, we're coming back to visit friends and family. So I have two kids. Uh, my son's already been down here once. Uh, my children are 26 and 31 now. So they're adults. They are leading their own lives on their own. And uh, you, you know that I never, ever made a decision to come down here without obviously talking to them first and making sure that, you know, their blessing was, was alongside what we were doing. Um, but more importantly to me is that now I have a reason to get them down here. And I, I believe that the greatest way for young people to learn is to experience other cultures. And if you, if you're, if you're staying in your same neighborhood and you keep doing what you're going to do, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. If you go outside of your comfort zone and travel and see how other people are doing things, it will give you a whole new perspective, even in your own life and what you're doing and allow you to take sort of an audit and say, all right, maybe maybe what I thought was important to me is not important to me anymore. Or maybe now I see something else that is equally as attractive to me on where I would be able to find happiness fulfillment. And maybe now I have, just because I've seen it, experienced it, maybe that's something I should think about pursuing. What does reverse engineering my life for five years to get there look like, right? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, John. So if people want to get a hold of you, is there, how can they get a hold of you? Oh, uh, they can get a hold of me at john.smay, S-M-E-H, at Bayside, B-A-Y-S-I-D-E, Porto, P-U-E-R-T-O, Escondido, E-S-C-O-N-D-I-D-O.com. And they can always get me through the CrossFit box in Canada, CrossFit Mosmo, uh, still a website and a link to access our uh, info email there. And you'll be able to connect directly with Michelle and I from there as well. And um, yeah, it's, we're also on social media, John J. Smay on Facebook, 
uh, coach underscore Smazy on Instagram. And um, listen, I'm open to chat with anybody that has ever had the question or ever had the notion of, you know what, maybe now's the time to start to look into uh, what my life would look like if I was not living in Canada, what I would need to do to thrive uh, in a foreign country. I, I can tell you firsthandly what's going to happen here in Mexico because I'm here, but I would definitely even have a notion of what you would need to do moving to any other country uh, and what kind of things you would need to have organized before you decide to make the move. So I, I urge anybody that's listening to this, um, reach out. Um, uh, I always tell people that I give people free life coaching. I, don't, I never charge anybody for life coaching because I feel it's my obligation as a human being to help everybody as much as I can uh, with whatever they need to accomplish. Awesome. No, thank you so much, Sean. This was great. It was great catching up with you and all this. As, as too with you, Bob, I'm so happy that we had a chance to connect. And I am looking forward uh, to reconnecting back with our community when it's, when it's easier to do in the future. And I hope that that comes soon enough. So don't discount me. You will still see me uh, hopefully showing up at some of your events or other events where we can connect as well. Awesome. All right, John, tell Michelle I say hey. I will do. Cheers, man. All right. Cheers, John. All the best.